This is episode number 62 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you eliminate public speaking fear and become leaders within their industries by becoming a more professional speaker, a more confident presenter. This is episode number 62. And on this episode, we're going to cover a few simple things that you can do when you're giving group presentations. So if you've ever had multiple people delivering a single presentation, these tips can and these, you know, hacks really, for for lack of a better word, can really help you. The podcast is brought to you by FearlessPresentations.com. And by the way, if you're listening to this episode because you have a group of presenters coming uh, that, that are going a, a group presentation coming up and you have a group of presenters that, that need a little bit of help, then make sure and reach out to our Fearless Presentations instructors. We, we've got experts all over the United States and Europe who really help teams of presenters design and deliver presentations more effectively. So if you want to have that situation occur where your team just finished a big presentation and, and they're high-fiving each other out in the lobby because they know they just nailed it, then visit our website at fearlesspresentations.com. You can click the corporate training link, or you can also, if you go to the podcast notes for, for this particular podcast, there is a there is a, a form at the bottom of it where you can request a, a free consultation. So just go to the podcast notes at fearlesspresentations.com. All right, let's get on with this episode. So in this session, we're going to cover how to give group presentations, specifically how to get your entire team on the same page when you're given a, a group presentation. And, and just to kind of give you my little background on this, I, I had been studying for the better part of a decade or so about how to do better presentations, how to specifically for my for myself. I just wanted to be a better presenter. And and I started the the Leaders Institute and we started doing fearless presentations classes. And I got a call one afternoon from a, an organization that had a group of five people that were going to be competing to win a $300 million contract. So there was a high, it was a real high stakes kind of meeting. And they asked me to come in and, and coach them. They'd heard me do coaching on the individual. So this was my first time ever really coaching a team. I mean, I'd coached groups of people before, but coach, I'd coached groups of people to do individual presentations of their own. I'd never coached an entire team to work together to, to do a presentation. And it, that basically that conversation started me down a road that is pretty cool. I mean, basically, it got me to a point where where I, I over the last really fifteen or so years, I've become kind of the expert and an expert anyway on this particular type of presentation. In fact, the organizations that I've coached to do this type of presentation to do, use this structure have closed about eighty percent of those high level sales presentations. Now, just so you know, let's say that you're interested in a group presentation, but you're not going to be selling anybody. You're not really trying to persuade. Let's say you're doing this for a um, for your your um, college class or university class and you're a group of people that are working together to get a give a group presentation you can use the same technique you'll have to adapt a little bit and my my examples are going to be more geared toward some of the experience that I've had doing this and so you you'll you'll see that as as we go 
But what I've done is I've broken this down into a series of steps that will really help you deliver those group presentations more effectively. I call this my group presentation guide. So it's a nice little guide on how to design these things. So the very first thing that you can do to deliver group presentations is you want to make sure that when you're designing your presentations, you design the presentation based on the audience, not on us, especially in a, in a sales presentation. I, one of the very first times that I ever started doing this type of coaching, I walked in the room and there was a group of, you know, five, six people or so that were, that were kind of organizing the presentation. And I saw the PowerPoint slideshow on the, on the, the screen because they were still working on the, the visual aids, which by the way, that's a big mistake too. I'm not going to go into that in this presentation, but you don't want to design your, your, uh, slideshow before you actually design the presentation, but they had done that. And the very first bullet point on the very first slide was our expertise. <laughs> and I kind of chuckle because that that's kind of like fingernails on the chalkboard to a presentation coach. When, when we walk in and, and see a, a bullet point about totally about us. And so I went up to him and I, and I said, and I had to, cause I'm brand new. They don't really know me. They don't know my expertise. They don't know how uh, I'm going to, to, to coach them. And I said, hey, just out of curiosity, what is it that this group really, really wants? What is it that the, the audience that you're that you're focusing on? What is it that they want? This happened to be a presentation that they were doing for a school district and the school district. You know, a lot of times when you're dealing with school districts, especially money is a is a real big issue because they have certain budgets that they have to stay within. And so that was the first thing that popped their, out of their mouths. They, the two or three people say, oh, it's money. Yeah, it's a school district. It's money. It's money. Yeah, it's they're totally, you know, it's, and and that kind of shocked me because. Because being a sales guy, that was also one of the things that, that I thought was kind of odd because very few people ever decide anything based entirely on price. Most of the time when we're deciding something on price, it, it's almost always because we haven't we as the salespeople haven't done a really good job of showing them the value in the process or the things that were that we're presenting to them. So uh, so I asked I asked the question a little bit more specifically. I said, OK, so. Let's say we're, you guys are going to be doing construction projects. This was a, you're going to be doing a, a, um, the, the one that I was coaching them on, by the way, was they were going to be remodeling a high school in a, in a, in a, in a specific school district. And, and I said, okay, so if you're going to be remodeling this high school, what are the things about that remodeling project that are going to be most important to the audience or to the, the school board that you're presenting to? And again, they said, price, 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 price. I said, okay, well, when you're doing this construction project, are there going to be any other people around besides, you know, because I'm really I'm really baiting them a little bit, I guess. But uh, and they said, oh, yeah, obviously in our construction zone, if it's going on during the school year, there's going to be students, there's going to be teachers and that kind of thing. I said, so do you think it might that safety might be a really important thing for the for the for the school board? I said, well, obviously, yeah, well, that makes sense. And so what's interesting because it hasn't come up yet. So so basically I was just kind of coaching them. I was asking them questions in order to get them to see things that are that they know were true but they've disregarded in the in the sales process. Another question that I asked was, what about timing? Is timing really important? And one of the guys said, oh my God, yeah. If we can get the entire project done before the September school start date, then that, that could be very important to the group. And in fact, if we don't, it can be very detrimental 
to the to the school board. And I said, okay, so let's work on those things. So we basically had a few key concepts that were that we laid out that were really really important to this particular group, <clears throat> and we made the presentation about those things. So we made the presentation about about being able to to stick to a schedule so that school opens up on September first or whatever the day was made the second bullet point about how we were going to to ensure safety of people uh, on the job site, especially students and teachers, because even in the summer, you're going to have some students around. And then <clears throat> the third thing was about price, how we can, how we're going to make sure that we keep this in, in budget. And so we started from scratch. We basically started designing their presentation from scratch about those things. And then one of the things that folks, when I tell that story, by the way, folks will sometimes ask me, but what, but isn't ex experience important though? And I said, yeah, I would say, yeah, because it's vital. The thing is, is that the way that we designed the presentation is with that first bullet point about the, uh, about the, the schedule, since we knew that was going to be critical to them, deciding on who was going to, to do this project. All we had to do was go in and, and insert two or three different examples of situations or projects that this group had worked on prior that um, that where they they stuck to the schedule. And in fact, they they were able to speed up things in order to hit a specific scheduled date. So they would just tell stories from their experience. The experience was the proof that they could do that thing or solve that problem that the school board had. And then we did the same thing for the second one. We, we showed how we'd worked on projects or they had worked on projects that that helped improve the safety uh, of the on the on the project and and then the third one was how we stayed in budget so we basically told stories or examples from the experience of the of the speakers in the room that helped verify that those things that we were that we were trying to get across them were true and if you design your presentations that way it's going to make the group that you're presenting to the audience that you're presenting to be more interested in your concepts they're going to trust you more they're going to have more respect for you Whereas if we just talk about ourselves, it's just like bragging. You know, what did mom say when we were growing up? Yeah, your, your mom probably said the same thing mine did. You don't want to you don't necessarily want to brag. So this is a, a way that you can actually get your expertise across to the audience that is more palatable to them. And in fact, in a way that they're they're going to want to hear it. So the second thing, one of the another thing anyway, that you can cover uh, that you can do to make your group presentations more effective is you want to get the whole team involved in the creation process. That's a, this is a, a really, really big mistake that a lot of groups will make is that typically one person, you know, typically the person that has the most expertise about the project that that we're presenting on or about the thing that we're talking about will design the entire presentation and then assign roles to the to the other speakers. Uh, I, I tell you where, where my first example of seeing how this doesn't necessarily work as well as what you'd want it to is was in college. I, I had to, I had to give a group presentation in college and there were five of us on the team and each one of us had a specific thing that we were going to be doing. And we met, I would say probably four or five times or so in the two or three week period that we were putting this presentation together. And the thing was, is that during, there were only three of us that were in all of the meetings that we had there on any, at any given meeting, there was one or two people that couldn't attend for one reason or another because their schedule it just didn't work or they just didn't want to they just weren't didn't care a whole lot and so basically three of us that were on the group of five people five person team did a lot of the creation for that for that speech creation for that presentation and so when we got into the room and we were delivering it to our class 
we did pretty well. The three of us that 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 really prepared and practiced together and and had created the content did really well, really well. The two that that were kind of corollary to the process, even though they had important information to deliver, they didn't do it nearly as well as what the others of us did. And it was because we had basically created their presentation and said, here, go deliver this part. You deliver this part. Since you haven't been to the meeting, you know, deliver this bit, the part. And that happens a lot where a, a presenter will kind of show up to a meeting and the boss will just give them a slideshow. So here, go deliver this. And that, that can be a big mistake. So be very, very careful. Another thing that you want to keep in mind about group presentations is that you need to have somebody in charge. There's got to be somebody driving the presentation. But that person who's in charge doesn't necessarily have to do a lot of the speaking. And uh, early on when I was coaching, you know, I, would, I was coaching dozens of, of different groups every single year doing these types of presentations. And early on in the, the process, I started noticing or we started getting feedback from some of the the audience members, the folks who were making the buying decision that they would say that they would say stuff like, well, we got to know the the lead speaker. Most of them would be like a vice president of the company. We have to know that person really well, but we were more interested in learning about the team, the people we were actually going to be working with. So like, for instance, one, one time we, I was working with a group from Houston and the vice president from Houston had come in and he was delivering most of the presentation. I would say probably about 80% of the entire presentation was, was, was that VP speaking. And what one of the, the, the big challenge though was that that vice president, when the project was going to start, would be back in Houston at the home office. And the four other people that were in the room that, that were co-presenters, but just speaking at a, a very little part, they were the, they were the face of the company. They were the ones that the, the folks who were buying the project were going to see on a day-to-day basis. And they didn't really get to know them as well. So basically, if you're if you're if you when you're designing or when you're assigning roles, you want to make sure that the person who's in charge, the person who is kind of the lead, unless that person is actually the the one of the folks that are going to be front and center with the with the client, they probably want to have that person speak less than than the rest of the group and be more like an MC. I I, I like to describe that role as being more of an MC, where that person is introducing the speakers or 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 setting the introduction for the entire presentation, and then coming at the end after the presentation is over and giving the summary at the end, just kind of bookend the 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 great presentation that we've designed. Those that that technique works really really well when you're delivering a group presentation with with somebody who's in authority that's that's in charge of the of the group but you definitely like i said have to have somebody in charge of the presentation somebody to drive it somebody to to um, kind of make decisions along the way otherwise you, you can be chasing rabbits through the entire process now uh, the a thing that goes right along with having the 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 person who's in charge do less of the speaking is you want to make sure that the people that we're assigning to uh, specific parts of the of the presentation make sure that they're absolutely necessary <laughs> to be in because uh, one of the things that that happened was i mentioned that we um, we made the mistake of having one person do almost all the speaking and so since we got that feedback we went to the entire other extreme and we had everybody speaking at the next presentation even if they didn't really have a role in the 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 content that we were presenting so like for instance if we go back to that example that i gave before about the uh, about the the company that was competing with the to to build to remodel the school 
Well, unless if there's a speaker that's really qualified to talk about scheduling, like maybe a project manager that's going to keep it on, on schedule, then that is important. If there is a an estimator in the room that that is is most informed about the budget, then that person might give the, the part of the presentation about the budget. But you don't want to have um, a, a bunch of people in the in the room that are presenting just because the group wants to see the whole team. They don't necessarily have to have an entire speaking role. They might be there just for the Q&A session. So if you maybe you have your safety person in the room, we're not really going to be talking about safety in the presentation, but or, or an engineer maybe or some, something like that. We got an engineer. We're not going to be talking about engineering in the in in the presentation, but you might have questions during the Q and A sessions about engineering, and so we have that person there to to answer questions if if the if they come up. So basically, when you're when you're when you're um, kind of determining who you want to be in the the presentation, make sure that you're only putting those presenters into the the slots based on who needs to be giving that that particular part of the speech. Um, the next part of the of designing this this um, group presentation is you want to assign the roles for each one of those components of the speech based on the expertise. So it goes right along with the last couple of things that we were talking about. Because when you when you now you've got a component or a bullet point in your presentation that somebody's going to be talking about, pick the person who's most qualified in the room to give that presentation and you'll typically do do pretty well. The last couple of, of points that we're going to cover are things that you don't necessarily have to do, but they're things that we figured out along the way that work really, really well. Like one of the things that we kind of figured out that we can do is instead of having the MC, that lead presenter, introduce every single speaker, you could have this one speaker introduce the next speaker. So basically the lead introduces the first speaker and then that that first speaker will now introduce the second speaker. And I'll, and. It, it, this was this kind of happened by accident. We didn't plan on doing a presentation this way, but we but it, it it we did it once and it worked so well that we just kept doing it because it was so powerful. the The feedback that we got after we did this the first time was that the, the when we when we when the the group that I was helping coach got the job, we went to the the folks that were on the committee and said, "Hey, what was it that kind of put us over the top?" Because we want we always want to be growing, even when we do a, a good job, we want to kind of learn from it, and the. Thing Thing that we heard over and over and over again from the people on the committee was that they work so well as a team. And the only thing that we had changed in that particular presentation was the way that we introduced the, the speakers. And we did two things that helped in in that process the first thing was we had like i said before we had the the first speaker introduce the next speaker and introduce the next speaker which helped but then the 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 thing that put us over the top though was that every time one of those speakers introduced the next speaker they would edify that next speaker they would build up the next speaker they would explain the credibility that that person has in the in in speaking so i'll give you an example of this i i had a one one introduction that that um, we've kind of worked with and this is just an example i mean this is something that i made up but i'm going to share it with you so the uh, like for instance let's say that um, it's a a sales presentation and we got the marketing person that's going on first and then the director of sales is is going to be speaking second so that that director of marketing might say something like uh, and of course, to implement these fantastic marketing ideas with the store managers, we're going to have our sales director, Joe. Right. And so and just basically just by having that that little 
transition, you know, that they that to let the person let the audience know that, OK, my part of the presentation is over. Here's what the next part is going to be. So it's basically what we teach. The way that we teach this in an individual presentation is where we kind of go through the bullet points. So if I'm a, if I'm an individual speaker, I'll say, OK, my next point is. That's easy to do. But if you have multiple speakers, you can't just say, all right, the next thing we're going to talk about, knock about, talk about is boom, and then just stop because it's going to be an abrupt transition. So you want to introduce next next speaker. The next thing we're going to talk about is the sales process. And the person we're going to have you have do that is Joe. Just a little, if you can add a little bit more to the transition though, like Joe's going to be implementing the concepts that I've just talked about. That little minor addition can really help a lot. And the, the, now if you do the last thing that we talked about, which was really edify that, that next speaker, really build up the next speaker, it, it will, uh, it will make the audience anyway see how good of a team that your group really is, how well you, you work together. So you might change that, that little phrase to something like, and of course the implementation of these fantastic marketing ideas with each of the store managers will be a team of experts led by our sales director, Joe. Now Joe has 20 years of experience implementing sales plans just like this. And in fact, last year, Joe's team conducted a similar rollout where they were able to get a brand new item on the shelves of over 100,000 stores in less than 12 months. So you're in great hands. Please help me welcome Joe. You know, something like that. So basically, instead of just giving that little transition, you build up Joe just a little bit. So basically, those things that that we've just talked about are things that can kind of help you make sure that that group presentation comes off without a hitch. So so make the content about the audience, not about us, the, the presenters. Don't talk about our experience in a bullet point. Instead, use your experience as a way to prove that you can solve problems for the, the the people that are in the audience. Secondly, get the whole team involved in the creation process. Anybody that's not in that creation process when they have, have to get up and speak about the topic is gonna have more challenges than the folks who are actually there step-by-step step through the, the creation. Um, next, there, there has to be somebody in charge. You have to put somebody in charge and the person, but the person in charge doesn't necessarily have to do a lot of the speaking. The people that will do the speaking, you only want to add in presenters that have something to 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 that will help influence that end result, something that will be involved in that that end result and then assign the roles based on the expertise that you have in the room. Who is the most who is the best expert in the group on that particular topic? Have uh, you can have each speaker introduce the next speaker, and if that speaker edifies the next person, then it'll it'll just really go off without a hit. So those are some really really cool things that you can do in your group presentations. Thanks for taking part in the Fearless Presentations podcast. By the way, if you have a group of presenters and you're looking for some presentation coaching, make sure to request a free consultation from one of our Fearless Presentations instructors. You can complete a form at the bottom of the podcast notes to schedule a time or just call us toll free at 800-975-6151. That's 800 800- Nine seven five six one five one. So make all your presentations this week fearless. We'll see you on the next Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.